the Sports Career Podcast, episode 318, how to create employment opportunities from your sports network. Hello Sports Achiever, Ed Bowers here, your host. Thank you for tuning in to another episode of the Sports Crib Podcast. As always, my goal each week is to provide you sport industry interviews, sports career guidance tips that can support your sports career development, interests and needs. Now, this is the third episode with regards to this networking series. So if you haven't listened to them already, please check them out because the first one was all about how to start your network in the sports industry. Then we looked at how to grow your network in the sports industry. And this one, which is going to be very popular, is how to create opportunities, particularly employment opportunities with your sports network. So by the end of both all these three podcasts, you will have a better understanding of how to utilize your networking skills, how to develop them, but most importantly, how to use it as an asset This is what's really important. But today is all about how it creates opportunities because it's all good saying when people say grow your network, right? Of course, it's really important, but it's how you create opportunities from it. And it's a two-way thing with networking. It's not a one transitional thing with networking. It's, It's like a partnership. And starting out with regards to how to create opportunities within the sports industry relating to my experience. This is a motto I really do apply, which means add value, add value, then ask. So this was some inspiration with regards to a guy called Gary Vaynerchuk, who's a social media phenomenon expert, and he had a book called Jab, Jab, Hook. And his philosophy behind Jab, Jab, Hook was you create three pieces of content, which is the jabs, and the hook is an offer. And relating to that sort of marketing strategy, I'm going to relate this to a networking strategy, add value, add value, then ask. So for me, what I mean here is you add value to somebody a couple of times to build that know, like, and trust, and then eventually you ask. And I want to break this down because I want to give you some real life experience as sort of a few case studies that I have experienced myself that makes this work because there's a big mistake when people connect with people online or in person, they go straight into the ask, meaning they connect with somebody and then straight away they pitch. It's almost like a cold call phone call you get nowadays when somebody's trying to sell you. I'm not joking when I say this, like when your um, tumble dryer machine has run out of its, uh, insurance and you need to like get new insurance for your tumble dryer which is crazy you see it's more cheaper to you know buy a brand new one but that's not the point people who cold call there's nothing wrong cold calling when it's done right but a lot of people ask instead of one starting the conversation which relates to the last podcast on how to grow 
then building the rapport, which means building that know, like, and trust with that individual. And then you build that relationship, which is that it's, it's so magical when it happens because you start collaborating, which turns into asking on certain things. But going back to the first one with that Joe DeSena clip I shared where he said, you know, you've got to put money in the bank by helping people and add value to that individual. And you don't ask anything in return. You just add value. And then eventually there'll be one day you connect with that person to ask them for a favor. Like networking is this sort of awesome place when done right is you're collaborating and, and it's almost like joint ventures as well. So going back to some an example of how I've add value, add value, then ask. So back in 2018, I read Alistair McCaw's book, Champion Minded, a phenomenal book. And what happened was I actually sent this book to another sporting student professional called Dia Sala. And I sent him the book. It's quite a heavy book. I also sent him his uh, sons, a football, some goldie gloves. And it was a proper Christmas package. And I sent it from the UK to Egypt. And literally, I sent it to him going, look, read this book. You're going to enjoy it. He then tweeted it, him receiving this package. And Alistair saw the tweet. And then straight away, I got kindly got Alistair on the podcast show. So I've added value sort of twice. I've added value to Dia with his book. I then, Alistair was happy because I got the book and sent it to somebody in, in, in Egypt. And then I got Alistair on the show and he really enjoyed the podcast experience. I helped promote his book um, and why it's such a great book for young athletes, in particular with the book I wish I had. And then after that, Alistair and I just always kept in touch. We always just kept supporting each other, particularly on Twitter. And then eventually, during the pandemic, to be really specific, I'll never forget, he did this Facebook video and he did a phenomenal job by adding value to this audience. And I reached out to him straight away and asked him if he would like to collaborate and do like a mini course on some of his content he shared because it was that good. I, I'll be honest on this podcast, I just knew he could sort of monetize it in a way an authentic way to it was a tough period the pandemic and you had to look at other options so I suggested this idea of doing a mini course and we did a mini course together which then ended up us doing a lot more collaborations more interviews one of his book I connect to him with another great person called Mark Clement who interviewed him in one of his book lead with purpose but it's all because at the beginning I just added value but when I asked, I asked in a way where I knew I could add value to Alistair to, to solve a problem. And for him, it was how to create mini courses, which he just didn't have the skill set. So I'm trying to share with you in that example that when you add value, it's not like a tick box exercise. And when you get that and when you build the relationship, when you do ask, there's almost no reaction. It's like, yes, let's do it. What a great idea. And if you're thinking, okay, this took two years, it really did, but it doesn't always have to take that two-year period. You could build trust in a very short period of time when you bring ideas to the table. So there's one example with Alistair McCall. Another one was, gosh, we're going really back now. Again, 2018, when the Athens Women's Football Summit, Maris Christophantos contacted me about setting up an event in Athens with us women's football. And I just suggested an idea. I went, look, do you want me to run a webinar? This is before people knew Zoom and webinars where we could grow an audience and see where the market is with the Arsenal Women's Football back in 2018. 
And it was all about, you know, gender equality in women's football. It was really, we used an educational topic to see if people would resonate with the Athens Women's Football Summit. And it did. So I added value and it was a great success. I ended up going to Athens moderating and worked with them. And I'm a big fan of what they're doing in the women's football industry. But it all started with an idea of adding value. I didn't sell straight away my services or what I did. I just added value. And I want you to I want to provide you some examples of adding value. So I don't want you to think I have to be part of these bigger projects. Adding value could be number one, you create a piece of content with somebody to build their personal brand on an interest that interests you. Another one could be actually connecting your network, somebody you know, to that individual where you know it could create some opportunities. I say create some magic. It could create some new business. It could create something in the pipeline of a collaboration. You don't know till you make that connection happen. And then the third one, and this is what I've done recently, and it does work, is some brainstorming sessions. So when you know what your niche is, when you know where you can add value to somebody or through your skill sets and knowledge, don't be shy to go, look, happy to jump on a call and brainstorm where I can support what you're doing. I did one a couple of weeks ago uh, with somebody, in, again, in the football industry, particularly in women's football, and we, we talked about marketing. And he really enjoyed it because I'm not part of their team, but I could look at look at what they're doing from a different perspective. And it's amazing, particularly CEOs actually, want to hear from different perspectives because I'm not in that working environment day in, day out. So those are the suggestions. And and just to put a time frame, because I'm not I don't want you to think after this, oh, I've got to work for free all the time. No, you be strategic. When you give a, a period of your time, it's a 45 minute from your week. But you're not doing it with every individual. You're being selective with potentially the people you want to work with and the you know the area you want to specialize into because you build credibility with your network doing this or people you connect with. So I am going to say this again. You've got to be strategic of how you add value. But for me, what I do a lot and this is where content creation, which I've mentioned, is a great starting point. When people come to me and go, Ed, I've seen your podcast. And then I ask them questions, go, what, what area are you interested in? And they say sports marketing. I go, look, do you mind if I could send you some podcasts that can support your sports career development? I haven't had a no to this day. And that takes me about 10 minutes to go through my podcast and send them to them. It's just a quick way of adding value to build that rapport. So look, I'm going way behind the mic here. I'm going full out in this podcast because this is a stumbling block for a lot of people in how to create I like to say create opportunities but I will be specific this is how you create employment opportunities with regards to your own network when you build it so with regards to breaking down this podcast topic and how to create employment opportunities for yourself it really depends of where you currently are right now so it really depends on your knowledge your skill sets your personality and your experience. Okay, so this you have to adapt to what I'm suggesting here because I've gone through it myself and I'm at a different stage to starting to building experience and now knowing my niche. So if you're just starting out and you want to ask and you've no experience, but you've built rapport with a certain individual or or let's say company, don't be shy to ask to check the offices out 
basically job shadow. Then have the courage to volunteer, then get internship. Or the fourth thing is to ask for mentorship. That's the first thing I done. Again, I'm being raw here and truthful. My first ever mentor was John Amici, and I'm so grateful for this day. I asked him straight after my podcast with him, which was episode three. I knew I needed support, and I asked because I already met him at a other internship opportunity, and I did the interview with him, which he thoroughly enjoyed. And honestly, it took a lot of courage to ask, but when I did, I felt so relieved because I needed support. So mentorship is another great way to ask when starting out now when you have got some knowledge or experience or just social proof that you're good at something then we can get to i would say the employment side meaning you could be at this stage where you want to collaborate and then you do a commission split on certain projects depending who it is if it's an individual company so it's almost like a freelance but if you feel like you can solve a big problem with that company or individual, you shouldn't be shy of asking if they provide a job. But can you see the difference for where we are now in this episode? You only get to this stage when you've applied the other two podcasts, how to start your network, grow it, and then add value, add value, then ask. So if you can solve a problem, I'm a big believer that if you want to pursue a career in the sports industry, we are problem solvers. Not in everything. Let me be really clear. You've got to know those niches. You've got to know your skills and strengths relating to your knowledge or just actual theory knowledge or practical knowledge. But when you do ask, it's because you know you can solve a problem or you can influence, let's say, the organization's KPIs. And if you can tap into their goals and where you can add value, that's where the magic happens. And they actually trust you more. That's why when people say, when people hire people beyond the job board, it's for this reason. It's through the networking. But I, I'm just a big believer of this concept, add value, add value, then ask. And when you get this drilled into you, you will see it a lot more enjoyable because you're working with amazing people. And that's the thing I want to share with you right at the end of this sort of podcast now, getting to the conclusion is the beautiful thing is, you end up working with people you actually enjoy working with because you've built that know, like, and trust. You've added value to them. They might have added value to you. It's a two-way thing. Let me be clear. But I want to finish up with this point now to sum up this networking series is that networking is a lifestyle. It's not something you, as I said in the first episode, it's important to schedule to make it a habit. But in general, networking happens all the time. It's the way you communicate. It's the way you respond. It's the way you add value. And this is where opportunities can come out of nowhere because you're having all these different conversations and then you suggest an idea and then it creates an opportunity really within a click of the fingers. So I want to finish on that point that create opportunities, particularly employment opportunities, is because you've already utilized within yourself of treating networking as a lifestyle. When you have that ingrained in you, you will see the sports industry in such a different, basically pair of goggles, a different perspective in the industry. And you can only understand what I've just said when you've experienced it. And that's the final thing I want you to really hit home now. Now we're coming to the end of this little series is 
The only way you get better at networking is by doing it. There's no quick fixes. There's no, you could read all the textbooks, blogs, even listen to this podcast. But actually, when you start doing it, you will see it in, you know, really hands on, even if it's digital, you know, you will see this happening with the conversations you're having on LinkedIn, in DMs, on Instagram, tweet, Twitter comments. Like I'm trying to be so broad that the communication isn't a fixed location. It's just the way you do it, particularly with the grow, which I gave you some of the methods I use. That's where you utilize your communication methods that treat networking as a lifestyle. So look, the final, final thing I'm going to say is that I've created a guide reflecting all three of these last podcasts. So if you want this free guide, it's go to sportscareerdevelopment.com forward slash network. And you'll be able to get this guide. It's completely free where you can literally, I've done like a checklist with regards to the last three episodes where you can like put this into practice. So for me, I want you to put this into action. As I said, the only way you get better is by doing. And when you do do it, you will see the rewards. You will see your network grow. You'll see your confidence grow. And in time, you will create opportunities for yourself. And you'll be in the big game. And this is what's exciting about the sports industry. But again, you've got to put yourself out there and make it happen. Now, as always, at the end of each podcast episode, I'd like to finish with an inspirational quote. This is from me. To create opportunities for yourself in the sports industry, you've got to add value, add value, then ask. <laughs>